0: I was born in Philadelphia. It's not exactly the pinnacle of healthy eating. I had a sweet tooth. My mom used to like take an orange and cut it in half and dip it in sugar. Hi, mom. It was out of love though, it was out of love. So to kind of break free from that was something that took a lot for me. I mean, I married a pastry chef because, I love sweet stuff and I love her too. So it's a
1: win-win chef.
0: Let's get to the topic. Okay. So how we sweeten it up. It's definitely something I like. And I try to take pride in making good flavorful, sweet desserts here, but still keeping them healthy. In my cooking school earlier today, I made chocolate cupcakes. People hear chocolate cupcakes and they're like, what the heck is this guy going to really be, what are they going to taste like? But you can make a good chocolate cupcake and still keep it very healthy.
2: From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday podcast where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Kara and Vince, Pritikin Longevity Center's dietitian and chef, talk about some of the top questions Pritikin guests have regarding food and nutrition. They talk about how much animal protein is recommended, whether fruit is a good Thing to have if you have diabetes or pre-diabetes. How can you satisfy a sweet tooth and much, much more? So enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe.
1: Everybody likes you here, Vince.
0: you well. I like everyone here. I always you get I always get birthday cakes for everyone. So oh, that's
1: so it's payback.
0: Yeah, I thought you for sure was gonna get Nobody me a Nobody got me a me. birthday
1: cake on my birthday. When's your birthday? It was May.
0: We'll mark it on the calendar, Kara, okay? Mm. May what? 16. Hey, Google, remind me May 16th is Kara's birthday. All
2: right, Kara's birthday. There this you go. will be for May 16th, 2023. Repeat, At what time? Repeat
0: yearly. That way I'll just- Can you tell it to repeat yearly or? That's it. says.
2: All right, I'll remind you on-
0: So what are we just, what are we talking about today, Kara?
1: Today we're going to talk about top questions that Pritikin guests ask us on a regular basis. One of the questions, um, I'm going to put it in, in, in what I like to put it. This is not exactly the way they ask it, but they kind of say, "Kara, where's the beef?" <laughs> because we don't get a whole lot of protein here at Pritikin, and um, you know, there's there's this concept of I think out there trending to eat more protein and less carb. It seems to be. Um, a very common way of eating these days um, for weight loss. And Mm -hmm. you know why people come here a lot is is to lose weight. So they get a little bit confused when uh, we talk about the palm size uh, protein piece and that's about once a day at dinner. So I'd like to tell our guests that um, there's plenty of ways to get protein other than animals. And you know, one of the things that we're really known for here at Pritikin is eradicating cardiovascular disease. So people, when they come here and their cholesterol levels are elevated, one really great combatant to that is to include more plant-based protein into the diet and you can get plenty of protein without any cholesterol or saturated fat. And you, my friend, are really good at creating new ways of introducing plant-based fats to our guests because um, we we talk a lot about tofu, and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know I liked tofu. But I like it because I went to Chef Finn's cooking class, which I think yesterday. Yeah. Weren't you doing that, or is that today?
0: That was today. That was
1: today. Okay.
0: Did you just say plant-based fat?
1: <laughs> Apparently, I did.
0: I think you did. I, you plant-based know, protein here. Thank
1: is- you for paying attention, Vince. I actually <laughs> did not get a ton of sleep last night, so my brain... Is not all there, but I meant to say plant-based protein. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: if there's a new plant-based fat you're telling me about it we can use here. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm interested. But So plant-based protein, we're all about here, right? So whether that's coming from soy, that's coming from beans, we're definitely going to use it. And lots of different things that we're going to focus on here to get that into your everyday lifestyle. People here, plant-based, a lot of people graduate towards tofu. They go all through garden serving lots of tofu there. Right? And we do serve tofu here, whether we bake it, whether we grill it, Uh, We pan sear it, there's lots of ways you can cook tofu, make it taste delicious. Some people struggle with the texture of tofu, right? Tofu is going to take on with a flavor, whatever you throw into it. It's like a blank canvas. So other things that we like to show people here that have more meatier substance is something like TVP. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a brand uh, called So Soya. So Soya Foods makes three different varieties of TVP, which is textured vegetable protein or textured soy protein, just made from de- defatted soy flour and water, the ma- most common way to find it at most grocery stores is the ground version, which you can use in a chili and a bolognese sauce. You can use lots of different things, but you're gonna find that that's the most common one that we're gonna see. And the so soya Foods has like big chunks of it. You, you walked in a class I was doing today yep. with, the, with, the, with some uh, people that were doing a private class. They were doing a, uh, they had asked to make a sweet and sour mango so soya. Uh, which is like big chunks. It looks like chunks of chicken. Like if I told you it was chicken, you ate it, you would think it was chicken. And and it's a really way to kind of trick people thinking that, you know, uh, this is actually meat here. And it's a way to kind of trick your brain thinking, hey, this is actually, you know, this is just something I'm, I'm used to. You know, whereas tofu is tofu. It's never gonna have that meatier texture. Right. Like so soya or the TDP really provides. That's so true, so
1: yeah.
0: I tell people check out that stuff, it's, 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 it's wonderful. And certainly, you know, we do serve animal protein here as, as well, right? It's not something we don't allow. It's just like you said, we try to limit it to about four ounces of cooked animal protein in a day. And you're saying like the palm size, right? Right, right, right. Deck of cards, like volume size, that's kind of what it usually equates to. But you know, people ask us, you know, well, why, why do you have to only limit me to, to, the, uh, to, to fish? You know, most often, we try to gravi- gravitate towards fish as that animal protein option, and, 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 you know, and you'd probably be a better person to explain, why are we choosing fish? over more land-based proteins? Why would you fish question. over chicken or over, over, over beef?
1: Yeah, so so um, one of the things that I would say, um, by the way, our recommendations for fish is about three times a week, whereas chicken um, is only once a week. And uh, one of the reasons why we suggest that is that some fish have very good sources of omega-3 fatty acids in them, um, including uh, salmon is like a star, star food that we make here. Yeah, it's, and It's our, it's our star it's for our, sure. It's yeah. like fish and then oatmeal is the star breakfast. We, yeah. So the part of the reason why the, the salmon is the shining star is a lot of people like it and they're used to eating it at home. And also it has those omega-3 fatty acids, which are essential fatty acids, which basically means that you have to get them from your diet. You can't get them from your own self. So, um, you know, salmon is a great form of omega-3 mackerel, sardines are actually- really good sources. Um, and so the chicken, even, you know, we definitely talk about lean chicken, chicken breasts versus a chicken thigh, take the skin off. All of those things are ways of decreasing saturated fat and cholesterol in, in the food. And um, so we still recommend them, but we just say, Hey, go low on it because as, as you know, and I know that um, our bodies don't need as much protein as we actually make may think oh for
0: sure you mean you don't need a 10 ounce cheeseburger
1: exactly <laughs> exactly that's what I'm talking about so um, I actually had a guest that I was talking to this morning and she was telling me that she feels like she doesn't get enough protein in her diet and she's concerned and so I just started asking her questions of different foods that she was eating and she includes a lot of legumes in her in her diet she eats a lot of soups and things like that okay. And so I said the truth is I I think you're doing just fine Oh. Um, but she was concerned and I just sort of kind of alleviated her fears a little bit. And then she felt really good about the fact that, you know, she thought that she was undercutting it a bit. She actually was doing a great job. So,
0: well, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can kind of just sneak protein and things. And like you said, you don't even know you're consuming it. So people eat quinoa, for instance, as a grain, don't realize how much protein it's it has. It's actually you know, a so. great,
1: I love quinoa for that reason. Um, because it it has properties of both protein and carbohydrates. So yeah. When you're trying to tackle both of those at the same time, it's a good alternative to something like brown rice, which is more
0: absolutely carbohydrate-based. And try using red quinoa, I, that's what we oh, like yeah, to Oh yeah, you here. like the red, yeah. And you know, Toasting it a little bit before you actually cook it as well, gives a little bit more nutty flavor to it. But we make quinoa salad, we'll use it as a side dish. We'll make a, we have a broccoli quinoa patty, you know, a little burger. Love, so yeah, so there's yeah, lots yeah. of things you can do with, with, with something as simple as quinoa. Um, you know, just to kind of expand more onto the fish options, um, just to get, give people more ideas of what they would have if they came here, we have a catch of the day. And you said that we recommend having these options, you know, fish, you know, throughout the week, maybe three times, right? right. But we do have it on our menu once a, once a day as an option, you know. But we also always provide a, a, an alternative uh, plant based option as well. So if you were to come here, you would see that it is something that we recommend only having every other day, practically. You know, but we, you can you can have it, you know, once a day while you're here, and you might be exposed to snapper and Bronzino and mahi mahi and Wahoo, uh, salmon, definitely Arctic char. You know, there's great fish out there: halibut and sea bass. Wonderful, and we would have that. You know, but people ask us about what, what's the nutritional difference from some fish, right? You said you know br- briefly, but people hear you know seafood and they think it all kind of is all just one one bag, right? So right. you know, shellfish, for instance, is you know, I'm sure you already know higher, in sat- you know, higher in cholesterol, higher, higher in cholesterol. sodium, even, right? So like shrimp being one of those that are just something we try to limit it to being only once a week if you're going to have it, right?
1: Right. Same place as as the chicken, we put the shrimp. Um, but just, you know, one little thing that I like to add in there is that these are suggestions. We have a pretty good um, planning of eating strategy, but when I'm working with the clients, especially people that are not used to eating fishes often or not used to eating as much plant-based as they <coughs> were at home, um, I pretty much tell them better is better and progress is progress. So, um, it's not like you're going to go to jail or something like that if you don't follow the exact guidelines of Pritikin, woo, woo, right? We're to cover lock <laughs> uh, no Tara joke. Enough. Another guest asked me yesterday, he's like, Kara, are potatoes legal here? <laughs> I said, absolutely, <laughs> potatoes are legal. And he was really afraid of eating the potato because his, his uh, blood sugars are a little bit elevated. He's got some insulin resistance. And he was told by uh, the doctor, you know, stay away from anything white. And I just kind of said to him, listen,
0: Pie, flour, hecuba. Exactly. There's a lot of white foods that are really
1: good for you. And sometimes it's just an easy thing to say when off the cuff and you don't have a lot of time. The most important thing that we like to um, focus on here at Pritikin is um, focus on the whole food, right? Mm -hmm. Something that is whole, it's not refined, it's not tainted with, and um, you're getting all of the nutrients out of it. So so just know that um, it's not really about... You have to have this and you can't have that. It's really about trying to be better and do better. So if you want to include, if you never eat fish and all of a sudden you're having it once a week, that's wonderful. And eventually maybe you can slip it in a second time.
0: And that happens all the time. People tell me here, you know, chef, I didn't know I even liked seafood. But you've you've maybe actually realized I actually do because you're serving it so frequently here. I've tried it in so many different ways and I actually enjoy it now. You know, I've heard that all the time. And, you know, just talking about, Now we say limiting it to that four ounce protein intake if it's the animal protein, but some people are like, hey, I'm a meat eater. I want to have some more options. Incorporate it in a whole day as that four ounces of cooked protein. It doesn't have to be one shot, right? So like cumulative, adding up. You could perhaps have some salmon that only adds two ounces into a salmon wrap you know, and then right, you adding right, full right. of other, you know, maybe some lettuce and some veggies and stuff like that, but only two ounces were actually in that wrap. And maybe for dinner, you had like a bolognese sauce or a chili that had some ground chicken or ground turkey, and it added up to being that that, that overall I intake. I think that's great. You know, and that's how people can kind of get a little bit more of that meat throughout the day if that's what they wanted, but you not know, overall consuming too much of it at one time.
1: Right. You just kind of flour it in there. Yeah, we, we kind of say that your, your, your animal protein is more your accessory. It's not the main... The main stage of the meal, Correct. so it's Correct. it's a really good way to kind of add it in there. Um, one thing that I love that we do here at Pritikin are the crunchy chickpeas, and you yeah. can put them on the salad. So. Again, there's so many ways that you can add the protein in without really totally feeling it, but but it's in there. So,
0: so our croutons. Yeah, the croutons, crunch them, yeah. the
1: crunchy chickpeas. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big seller over
0: here. It kind of has like a peanut almost texture. So yeah, it works Yeah, great, no. Yeah.
1: And then you put the, the yummy spice on it. It's really, really good.
0: Yeah, our pretty cool all-purpose spice can be, you know, something that you, adds a lot of flavor to anything. I mean, and it's so simple, you can go ahead and make at your house granulated onion and garlic and a little paprika, coriander, little bit of oregano and parsley, you know, in certain ratios, but you can play around with it. You had lemon pepper, you had, you know, cumin or something like that, you know, whatever kind of other kind of deviations you make. You make, you know, saute vegetables, potatoes, you know, your your grilled chicken, just taste that much more flavorful and without using the salt.
1: Without the salt. And that's, that's another big thing um, in terms of the salt. A lot of people seem to think that when you take salt out of the food, the food tastes really plain. But I, I have to say that the food here is anything but plain because we just experiment with all kinds of spices and herbs and and things like that that really really jazz it up and. Um,
0: we literally have a whole entire refrigerator full of herbs in the I, back. I, mean, I like know it, you do. Uh, it's a whole entire I know you refrigerator. <laughs> so, which I mean, is, it's, which it's, is awesome. Yeah, but we use a lot. I mean, we, we use lots of things that we're trying to use to enhance the flavor without using salt. I mean, salt is technically a flavor enhancer, but ways you can build more flavor is with spices, with citrus, is with you know, herbs, you know, and definitely we were trying to play on all those aspects of it.
1: Yeah. And actually, um, what's also cool about all the herbs and spices, not only do they add flavor and take away the need for the salt, but they actually have a lot of health benefits associated with them as well. So it's like a win-win situation. There, for I sure. mean, when I have that oatmeal in the morning, I take that cinnamon and I just wah 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 <laughs> a lot of cinnamon. When I go when I go into the line and I, I, I like make, your sound effects, you do wah, as you should sure. But um, this morning I was getting my oatmeal and um, you know I, I I pretty much do it the same way. I put my oatmeal, I throw lots of berries in it and Don't then let they,
0: James put cinnamon because James, um, James will load no, up. No, it like, was
1: Anna this morning okay. and she she was eh, like this. I said no a little bit more, and she's like, "Oh, like that." And I said, "No, a little bit more." And then she really piled it on, and I was just like, "That's perfect."
0: Now you're doing the cinnamon challenge at your what you eat. The
1: cinnamon, and by the way, side note: cinnamon actually can help stabilize blood sugars.
0: Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to eat a lot of it for that to happen, but it's true. Right. It's true.
0: Oh, well, lots of um, it, lots of cinnamon on your oatmeal. Lots
1: of cinnamon on my oatmeal <laughs> to make it taste sweet and delicious. And um, cinnamon's great for the blood sugar. And and and
0: and something we use to enhance our oatmeal here as little accessories is some cooked fruit. We have a whole little oatmeal topping. Oh, the little you know,
1: oatmeal topping. But it's
0: basically like they're basically pie fillings. You know that you know, they're uncook- unblended jams. So like you know, if I was to cook blueberries down, uh, which is what we have there blend it up, you have like a blueberry jam, essentially, right? But I mean, if you were to just leave it like that, it's like a blueberry pie filling. But it's great to add onto yogurt, add into, uh, onto oatmeal or, you know, and don't just cook oatmeal for your hot cereal, right? You, there's brown rice farina, there's polenta, I mean, there's steel cut oats, there's other things you can use Quinoa cereals too, I've
1: seen. Right,
0: there's quinoa yeah. flakes, you can, you know, there's yeah. there's lots of variety. And you know, one day we actually was telling some guests earlier, well, Chef, well, there's so much variety. Why don't you serve it here? I said, well, we have. But nobody, you know, everyone's just so you're hooked on the oatmeal. They didn't want to have the oatmeal all the right, time. Right, right, right. That, you know, one time I actually didn't serve oatmeal one morning. We actually went and served just a whole, you know, big kettle of uh, polenta. and People were mad at me. They're like, where is my oatmeal? Like, <laughs> banging oh, on I, the table. I actually <laughs> had to go pop, bring a pot of boiled water real quick and get oatmeal out by like 7.30 or I was going to have people go ballistic <laughs> on me. So, you know. Forcing the tries is one way, but it, it oh, you know, expand your expand your horizons yeah, a little bit and try other things.
1: things. Um, another question that I get a lot of times is, can I eat fruit if I have prediabetes or if I have insulin resistance, or if I have diabetes? Because um, you know, there's a lot of fruit going on around here. We have fruit in the morning. We have fruit um, around near the gyms, yeah. and um, we're encouraging people to eat whole foods. In addition to that, by the way, there is just as much vegetables in those coolers as there are fruit. More vegetables. Or more (laughs) vegetables. So that should say something to you. Yes, fruit is totally okay when you have diabetes, but it is something that you need to be careful of. And I always say fruit needs friends. You don't want to have it by itself, but you want to have it with a little bit more fiber. So you grab a little crudite of vegetables with it, or maybe you add it to your uh, Greek yogurt or something like that. But Fruit, I think, gets a bit of a bad rap. And I just want to put a little plug in. Fruit is full of fiber. <laughs> it is full of water and it's very satisfying. But the truth is, if that you have any um, insulin issues going on, you don't want to overtax that pancreas and, and have a big old fruit bowl for breakfast. But if you want to top some on your oatmeal or your yogurt or something like that, it's an absolutely great idea. And yeah. I'm all in on that.
0: She's an advocate for fruit, folks, absolutely. I'm an
1: advocate for fruit, but I do, you know, I do tread lightly with certain people. So that's the other thing that, you know, um, I think it was Tuesday when I was doing the calorie density lecture, there's this big picture. um, uh, It looks like a Panera sandwich. It's got like really (laughs) thick bread in it and it's got some turkey and lettuce and tomato. And one of the guests was asking me, well, if I, if I just, just eat half the sandwich, is that okay? And and the truth is, is that sitting in a room full of people, I can't blanket answer that question, is that okay for me, right? Yeah. There, 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 are certain, definitely- there are certain things that you have to know about a person, a little bit of history and things like that. So um, we strongly encourage that if you have specific questions that you wanna know specifically for you, um, we can address that in in a session or after when you go home and you have questions. That that's that's what I think is one of the secret sauces here at Pritikin is being able to follow the people when they get home because they 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 don't even know what the questions that they're going to have yeah. until until they're there. It's a way to fine tune everything, and we absolutely. can we can help tweak it because you know when we're doing lecture, I'm I'm speaking to a general public. I'm not speaking specifically to that particular person, and you really need to kind of. Um, my suggestions are not blanket suggestions. They really vary de- depending on yeah. the health status of the person, how active they are. Um, you know, do they have high cholesterol? Do they have high blood pressure? Do they just need to lose weight? There, there are so many different variables that exist. So, uh, we really need to personalize it for the person.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that one thing I would just chime in and say, like we talked about cooked fruit earlier briefly. if you're somebody who has diabetes, it probably would say cooked fruit is probably something you would stay away from, right? I mean, as opposed to having the whole fruit, if you are going to have the, you know, the the fruit. So.
1: Well, that's interesting question because that comes up a lot too. I have another slide in one of the lectures that shows a big apple and then it shows the applesauce, right? And that, and, and, and the truth is is that there's many ways to make applesauce, right? You can just heat up the apple and let it, let it. What do you, how do you? How do you do? How do you make your apple I'll sauce? I'd say
0: one really interesting way to do uh, a, a, an apple sauce type of thing is doing a baked apple, right? Like if oh, t- baking!
1: Not putting it in a saucepan.
0: Well, well, we do. We, we for our apple compote, like we, today we have a crispy apple turnover. We take a whole wheat tortilla, we cut it in quarters, we take some apple compote, roll it up, and we bake it with a little splendid cinnamon on top of there. So it's real nice yes, crunch. Yeah, it's and, one of
1: my favorites, by the way.
0: Uh, but it's, really good. it's an easy way to cook the compote. You can use you know fresh apples, slice it up, add a little apple juice concentrate, a little lemon, and a little bit of water. But the apple juice concentrate gives a little bit more sweetness as opposed to using a brown sugar or regular sugar. True um, that, yeah. And that's totally optional, to use it or not. I mean, you don't have to, but you can certainly enhance the flavor by using some more cinnamon or something like that. But the baked apple uh, varieties, what we'll do sometimes is we'll take a, a melon baller. And kind of core cool out the inside of the uh, the apple. Like say, so if this is the apple, mm-hmm. take it from the top and make like a uh, like a little tunnel from the top, and then we'll fill that up with a little bit of combination of half uh, apple juice concentrate, and a little bit of water, uh, and then stick a cinnamon stick in there, and then bake it in the oven uh, about three hundred fifty degrees. Oh my uh, God! And just a baked apple, so simple. You know, Granny Smith is probably the best one that works. Oh yeah, because, not Honeycrisp. I mean, if you cook a Honeycrisp apple down, it's like a sacrilege in my opinion. You oh know, really? They're so crunchy and sweet. Fresh that you know, you'd rather just eat them. You'd rather just eat it. it, to hold, it right? yeah, it's better, I got you. Right? I got but you. But also, some apples cook better down because the starch content I mean, Granny Smith and Golden Delicious are probably the best apples to use if you're going to cook them down. So, Good to know.
1: Yeah, I, I would use know those that. to get
0: nice and tender, and that way you can eat the whole thing, skin, and everything. Um, you know, maybe you have to kind of make sure when you're scooping out the inside, you're getting all the seeds out as well. Uh, but also, kind of gives it where it cooks from the inside out, and it gives you that little sweetness when you kind of get in, into the uh, the center part of it.
1: But I think, I love that. I'm so glad that you, you told me that. We'll make you a baked apple that. here
0: soon. Okay. Baked for my pear. birthday.
1: For my for, birthday. For your birthday. In, which is long ways away. In, in but. six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you told me today. I put a reminder. I'll, I'll,
1: rem- I'll remind you that I want a baked apple for my birthday. And the cinnamon stick will be my candle. There
0: you, How's that? There you go. There you yes. go. And people, uh, people ask us, you know, about sweet stuff all the time. And yesterday was my birthday, so.
1: Yes, it was, you old man.
0: Here I am. I'm, <laughs> yeah. People ask me, how long have you worked here, Chef? I always tell them, over 10 years, because I say, "What well, if the tr- true number is 15 years, then it makes me just seem like I'm, I'm old. Anyway. <laughs> you started
1: when you were 10, though, right? When I was
0: I 10, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, when I was 22, actually, yeah. So,
1: so they ask you a lot about satisfying that sweet
0: tooth. Look, I was born in Philadelphia, right? It's not exactly the pinnacle of healthy eating. And I was just doing a class today with people from Philadelphia, and they all laughed when I said the same exact thing to them, because it's not. And, and it's, it's not like the poster child for healthy eating by any mean, when I first started working here, right, I had a sweet tooth. My mom used to like take an orange and cut it in half and dip it in sugar. Wow. Hi, mom. Yeah. So like <laughs> that's what she used to do. Not, I'm it was not that talking, a love. Though. I'm not was talking that a love? grapefruit. Like I'm talking an orange. You know. Like so, it was like I was raised with stuff where like I had a very sweet palate already. So yeah, You yeah. know, so to kind of break free from that was something that took a lot for me. I mean, I married a pastry chef because I love sweet stuff and I love her too. So you know, but it, either way, it's a
1: win-win, chef. Uh,
0: Let's get to the topic. Okay.
1: So, how we sweeten it up? It's
0: definitely something I like. And I try to take pride in making good, flavorful, sweet desserts here, but still keeping them healthy. In my cooking school earlier today, I made chocolate cupcakes. I mean, people hear chocolate cupcakes and they're like, what the heck is this guy going to really be? What are they going to taste like? You know, but you can make a good chocolate cupcake and still keep it very healthy, you know. Now, just because you're healthy doesn't mean you can have 20 of them. You know, and that's that is where it true. Gets That's true, little... that's a
1: really important point to, yeah, to, exactly. to be making. It's that, like that's
0: where people get to get a little misled. Like, oh, but well, they're healthy, I but, can just have But five. Chef told me
1: it's okay. Yeah. So... or Kara told me it's okay. You guys are always w- trying w- to w- get w- us in trouble over here.
0: When we first when <laughs> we first made this cook, cook, cupcake recipe, I asked Lon when he was helping me develop the recipe and he was says, uh, you know, a lot of other dietitian here, and he says, um, let's serve zero cupcakes. So that's <laughs> Let's serve three <laughs> cupcakes. So I said that. I said three. No, he didn't say zero. He said um, one. Okay, one. Uh, so we set it on two. Two okay. small so cupcakes. That was is a good compromise. Serving. But like you know, first of all, serving size, right? How you make it. We're using Splenda. We're using a little bit of low-fat cream cheese in there, as opposed to using buttermilk and using butter and oils and sugar. So you know, there's ways you can make healthy tweaks and alternatives to keep things flavorful and keep it healthy. Uh, but you know, we try to serve our desserts in the afternoon. As opposed to Assume. serving it at dinner time, right? Yep. And if you're having your sweet stuff at night time, it just sits in your belly there at the end of the night right. or you, before you go to bed. And then you know? it and, could
1: elevate the blood sugars in the morning a little bit. So, so instead of having dessert at night, we'd go for a walk, right?
0: We go for a walk. Go yeah. for it
1: for a little sunrise. Sun, not a sunrise. Sunrise. What is sunset? wrong with me today? Sunset. You're all
0: over the place. Um, well, you have a place to be here, certainly. You have you do your mindful eating lunch in here soon. I right? have
1: the mindful eating at one o'clock and we do talk a lot about the fact that once the sweet kind of touches the tongue a little bit, for some people, it sends this huge rush of dopamine to their brain. And um they, you know, they don't have the two cupcakes, they'll have the four or five yeah. cupcakes. So
0: Well, I admit that I had a little Little, I didn't make my wife made me a whole cake, you know, it was like the same recipe served here as the cupcakes, just made into a cake. And I had probably a little bit more than two cupcakes. It's your it's birthday. birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday.
1: So, the <laughs> other thing I wanted to mention, by the way, um, as a side note about your chocolate cupcakes that you make, you, you use a very high quality cacao. Yeah. And um,
0: cocoa Berry is cocoa the brand. Berry
1: is the brand, and it is 100% cacao. So, Cacao is—it has no sugar added whatsoever, and it's actually um, a probiotic and an antioxidant. So it, there are some there are some goodness to your cupcakes in addition it's, it's to tasting to delicious. <laughs> by the way, um, but back to the that sweet tooth thing. So the question that I like to ask the guests a lot, and this is why I say I, I don't make any blanket statements. If you know that there are certain sweet foods that once you put them on your tongue, you cannot stop eating them. The yeah. suggestion is to find something else yeah, because yeah. there's always substitutes that you can have instead that your that your mind and your body can tolerate. So you still have that sense of sweet, yet it, it's not going to run wild and and um, totally derail everything. Mindfulness
0: and, is definitely co- you know come into play, and if you can absolutely. have that self control. You know, some people. You know, obviously, there's some things that people just crave and love, and things like, you know, whether it be a little sweet candy or a snack, and they feel almost deprived if they can't have that anymore. You know, and it almost feels like, what's the point if I can't have that thing that I love? Sometimes you really just can't, maybe whatever it is, you know, because it's so unhealthy. But it could be something so simple. You have a little couple small, like for me, I'll admit it, I like peanut M&Ms. Right here it is. I told the truth here, and like for me though, I'm going to serve myself a small ramekin of those. You know, and not eat from the bag, you know. I might put four or five in a small container right, and right. be satisfied with that. Right. And some people can't do that.
1: Ex- and, that's, and, and that's that's and my that's point. Where, you know, if you your mindfulness you. and
0: your self-control isn't there, I'll tell you what, ten years ago it wasn't there. And I and, and one thing that helped me lose weight was just kind of getting more into that kind of you know, wrangling that self-control and being satisfied with what I was having and not feeling like, hey, I gotta eat like I'll go refill this thing five more times, you know right, what I mean? Right, What's the right. point, you know? So Doing something like that, as simple as that, kind of portioning things out, can make all the difference of kind of knowing, okay, this is going to be satisfying to me, and I shouldn't kind of right. over- as overdo long, it. Right.
1: As long as you know, like, I, I can handle this, but that, I can't handle. And we deal with that a lot, you know, especially when we work with couples or something like that. Um, the 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 one spouse might say, you know, my husband is fine. He can eat two chocolate kisses and call it a day. But once he brings out those chocolate kisses, I finish the bag.
0: Yep. Yep. Right? yep so, that's it. Yeah. So,
1: different strokes for different folks. But um, the most important thing I would say about that is know thyself and be true to thyself. And, that's, and, and that's know it. and and the mindfulness thing, like you said, it's before you react, you can sort of take a step back and say, am I actually hungry? Like, do, do I want this? What is the reason why I'm doing this? And kind of, yeah. it's okay to talk to yourself every once in a while. I'm a big fan of that.
0: I talk to myself all day. And uh, you can come up and... with
1: really good solutions. But but the mindfulness and the pause and 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 taking a step back and thinking about it, I think, is um, really really helpful well, um, for I, a lot of people.
0: I think having the behavioral health aspect of this program definitely helps people kind of you know get to that point where they feel a little more comfortable leaving, you know, and understanding, yeah. you know, having you know that mindfulness and having that little bit more self control. Of keeping things kind of more in check and not right. feeling you know, and, so overwhelmed
1: and also you know not feeling guilty about every little thing that they're doing you want to you want to have some self-confidence so yeah, yeah. um leaving here like tiptoeing around food and being afraid of it is not really what it's about it's it's finding good food relationships it's finding confidence in knowing what you can and 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 cannot do based on your history Right. Expect the expected. If it happened, if you ate two chocolate kisses and then you ate a whole bag of chocolate kisses time and time again, expect the expected to happen <laughs> again. Right. So then we just kind of come up with something, something new.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, we sure. can
1: figure it out, guys. Just come talk to us. Exactly. Right.
2: Thank you for listening to the Healthier Every Day podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in discovering and learning about health and wellness, visit Pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com.